Welcome to the Auburn Possibility Podcast. Here we're going to talk with Auburn localites, all with something to say about their fair micropolis. From cool jobs to showing community love, they all share one thing in common, and that's taking root right in Auburn, New York. So thanks for listening. I'm Lisa Cribs, and let's dig in. Today, we are joined by permaculture specialist, a mushroom enthusiast, music teacher, youth advocate, and more. Erin, thank you so much for talking with us today. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> I know it is, um, it's, it's pitch black out on a cold winter evening in, in February, but uh, you know, I appreciate you taking a little bit of time. And I am just generally curious, Erin, about... Um, you know, I, I don't know if you were born and raised in Auburn. Um, so if you could just kind of just give us a little bit of a background in terms of if this is um, a place that you came back to or a place that you decided to come and, and be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely that for me. Um, and in both regards to coming back and also choosing to come back. <laughs> but um. I grew up in Skinny Atlas and went to high school there and then went off to uh, study abroad in Japan and then went to college in Boston and then uh, ended up in Colorado, which is where I first encountered permaculture and sort of my love of plants and farming grew. Um, And then, uh, unfortunately, my father passed in 2012 and before he... um, when he was getting sick, we, we decided to move back to take care of him and, and be here together as a family. And, um, you know, I, under, even though it was unfortunate circumstances, I realized what a wonderful place, again, this is to live. And, you know, I think decided to stay because of the opportunities that I was presented in Auburn specifically. Um, I got a job at Auburn Public Theater and, um, I teach music and theater to kids and also uh, have written six musical theater productions. And there was so much theater in Auburn. I was amazed coming back here. So that really tied me back to this community. And, um, and also I think the affordability of being here in upstate New York was really attractive um, because I had been living in cities all over the country and in Tokyo and (laughs) It was, you know, to come live here and really be able to afford rent and living expenses and, um, you know, achieve some financial goals that I had been long seeking after um, was, was, was wonderful. So it felt, felt very supportive in uh, like a, a newly re-emerging, uh, thriving community. And so it was, it was very attractive, I think. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, uh, so you are approaching your 10 years back in the Auburn area, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. (laughs) Close at hand. It's hard to believe. (laughs) That's crazy. So are you considered um, a uh, uh, millennial elder, an elder millennial? Yeah, I think I'm like (laughs) totally on the edge cusp of not really a millennial. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just in between Gen X and, and the millennials for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
we still remember the rotary phone and like three, you know, three or six stations on TV and time before computers. And I think that's sweet. (laughs) So that's so cool to hear, you know, that you, you know, um, got a bunch of experience under your belt across the world um, in terms of, you know, uh, career interest, like life experience, but then also just kind of having a general understanding of different, um, you know, geographics and Mm -hmm. cultures and, you know, really, you know, when you came back here, just sort of realizing, um, you know, I grew up in Syracuse, so just a stone Mm -hmm. throw, but, um, you know, just knowing that you're surrounded by natural waters and you know the the beauty you know you're right in the middle of the finger lakes so like I guess what I'm curious about is you know um you said you know you 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 first were interested in in the permaculture stuff and I'd just Mm -hmm. love to hear from you for me personally like other than it being uh uh, a natural ecosystem it's kind of lost Mm. on me can you tell us a little bit about about permaculture and then obviously the park you started in Auburn and say that again sorry and the park that you you started in Auburn. oh the park yes yeah definitely so so permaculture is um a holistic design system and it really teaches us to think in relationships and in systems and design our world around us based on beneficial relationships um the permaculture movement was started um, in the early 80s in Australia by two Australian ecologists. And they really started looking at agricultural systems, water systems, energy systems, and the way we live and thinking, well, how would nature do this? And so we try to design in ways that the natural world has already got figured out for billions of years, yeah. but um, not work against those designs, but integrate them. Uh, into our living environment. And so it's a bit, it's tricky to to describe in a sentence because it incorporates all aspects of of human life and plant life and animal life. And um, so in any case, I got into growing plants and farming and um, encountered permaculture. And finally, that really made sense to me that we would, if we were farming, try to farm like a forest grows things um, in ecological relationship um and not in isolation Mm. and um so yeah that got me really excited and I started studying forest gardening um so it's important when you think about permaculture a lot of people think of like organic gardening Mm. uh, or plants but because it incorporates all aspects of our life you can also start to think about um social permaculture which is a really interesting um, aspect of systems design. So, so looking at um, you know people and uh, populations in our society that may be um, like uh, on the fringe or not incorporated when we're making decisions about how we build our culture, mm. um, but understanding that all all social systems and all relationships are extremely important in our feedback into that system and that we're not outside of nature that humans are you know we always say like well the natural world and all this stuff but we are inherently part of that a big part of that natural world and we can have a really beneficial impact 
instead of the predominantly negative one that we're having. So, so in any case, I started studying social permaculture and then also um, forest garden design. So that's making, um, you know, creating and designing a perennial ecosystem. So um, here at our farm and also at the park project in Auburn, which is um, Auburn Permaculture Park, we design living perennial systems uh, that have food and um, fodder and uh, insectary plants and flowers and nuts and berries and all of these wonderful productive perennial plants uh, that can be uh, planted in relationship with one another. And so um, it's a, some people call it like regenerative agriculture or um, agroecology, but, you know, we can on a more simple level just think of it as a food forest. So like a young forest that produces all this abundance for us and that we can put in spaces like in downtown Auburn where there's free perennial food for people to just walk through, enjoy and eat Mm -hmm. Um, instead of a lot of community gardens where you, you have to plant everything every single year and manage it and um, that sort of thing. So, so my husband and I started the permaculture park in 2015 and with the permission of the city of Auburn. And um, it's been a really thriving project since then. And um, we have all kinds of great plants and we have a living willow structure there now for kids and adults to play in and, living willow domes and it's just a really uh like kind of a sanctuary in the middle of the city yeah that's amazing yeah i uh i saw pictures of the the living the the dome there of the willows and i i just thought wow this is so crazy and um (laughs) having only been doing it for just over five years now it sounds like just the you know just everything that's happened right there in the park is just it's it's so cool and I have to imagine, yeah, and I have to imagine that the youth there in Auburn has got to be um, a pretty educational opportunity. Is that is that ha, has that been a big part of the project? Yeah, yeah. From the start, we wanted the park to be a place where people came to learn and actively engage in an experience with plants, and um, so that's been a huge goal of ours from the, the outset, and we've. Um, as a just purely volunteer group, we've organized with a number of the local schools and um, the Booker T. Washington Community Center after school programs to bring the children into the park and tour them around and taste things and smell things and learn about the different uh, plants that are there and hopefully engage them to come on their own to explore as well. Um, and this year particularly we're working on a signage project so that anybody who comes to the park can um, you know see plants identified and engage with signs that you know they can scan a QR code and learn about a different permaculture principle um, (laughs) excuse me and sort of you know have their own experience even if there isn't a tour going on but um, yeah very much at its heart, it's an, an educational space. So I'm also curious, you know, you had mentioned your farm, and mm-hmm. um, I understand that's uh, right over on Owasco Lake, which, um, you know, yeah. for for anyone listening is, you know, a mere 10 minutes or less from downtown, mm-hmm. uh, downtown Auburn. 
Um, exactly. Yeah. Could you sort of, you know, speak a little bit about the, the, um, the distance between here and there and, um, you know, what, uh, tell us a little bit about the lake and how it relates to Auburn and, you know, uh, what kind of recreational opportunities there are, um, mm. natural beauty, anything you really feel like sharing about that. Sure. Yeah. Well, the lakes, um, you know, having grown up on Skinny Atlas Lake and now living near Owasco, we're actually right between Owasco and Skinny Atlas Lakes, um, up there in the valley. Um, it's just, it's, it's just a spectacular place in the world. And, um, you know, I think it hit me after leaving that realizing that these incredibly pure bodies of water were so precious and rare in the world and that you had wineries and um, beautiful landscapes and hiking trails and, um, you know, rivers and, you know, it's all these streams coming down into the lakes. And it's just, um, it's just an incredibly beautiful and natural place to live. Um, and well, that said, of course, you know, we as farmers, and there are a lot of farms in this area in between the lakes, um, we really see our role as being integral healers and massagers of the land. Um, and so that we can preserve and actually recover a lot of that, um, the, I should say, you know, the purity and the the natural functions of the forests that used to, you know, cover the lands in between the lakes. And yeah. so we really are excited to, to recover some of the land that is currently growing corn and soybeans um, to ecological tree-based systems that cleanse the water that <clears throat> falls on the, on the hills here and makes it just as, clean as it can be before it gets back into the lake and it you know it certainly has been a, a concern um with the algal blooms over the last number of years that you know both people in residential neighborhoods and farms are contributing to a problem rather than a solution and so we really want to be part of that solution at our farm and and also um we want to envision what it was like here before white european settlers came to the area and Right. Um, grow some of the trees like chestnuts and um, and oaks and the sort of natural eco ecology that was here before uh, everything was cut down and turned to fields. So oh, that's, that's another vision of ours. That's amazing. You know, the fact that we have um, that the natural beauty persevered as much as it yeah. has is, is, is yeah. kind of amazing. Um and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to hear stories like this where, you know, um, folks are uh, actively, uh, I think you said, you know, massaging the land to, you know, help preserve and, and kind of bring it back to, to, to what it yeah. was originally meant for. Yeah, I should say that that massaging the land quote comes from Joel Salatin of mm. Polyface Farms. He's, he's just kind of in the farming world, in the permaculture world. He's sort of a famous <laughs> farmer and he's quite quite interesting and funny and he uses that that he's, nice quote of work <laughs> in the land <laughs> he's uh he's an ag celebrity he is actually yes <laughs> he's quite uh charismatic <laughs> that's great i'm wondering um you know about what's your community like there and you know, mm -hmm. what, what are 
what are folks up to and you know what's 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 life like in that in that sense yeah so I think it's changed a lot in the 10 years that I've been back um I remember like in high school and skinny at in Auburn there was virtually nothing to do and the downtown areas were kind of like at least Auburn is kind of like a ghost town. There wasn't a lot to see and engage with. Um, and then coming back, it definitely seemed like there was a reemergence of a lot of activity, restaurants being put in, um, Auburn Public Theater, of course, having a lot of cultural um, excitement and acts coming through. And, um, you know, I think especially in the last three or four years, there are just so many more options for dining and um, even I have a little shop in downtown Auburn where I've taught piano and music lessons. And um, uh, since COVID hit, the, a couple of friends decided they wanted to open like a reuse shop um, where you can refill your shampoo and your soaps and uh, kind of like a zero waste um, store. And that was something I always envisioned and they just were like, Hey, we want to do this. And, um, and that's been thriving, even having opened in the middle of COVID and all this lockdown madness. So amazing. So that that kind of thing, I think, just shows that there is a lot of interest in building the community um, in a sort of grassroots way and uh, in a, in a creative way too. And I think yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, and in in a sustainable way too. That's. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I um, wish them a lot of luck. It's called Reuse Refuge. It's a great little store. And awesome. So in any case, yeah, it's, I think it's starting to thrive. And I think more young, younger couples and young people with kids and families are more drawn to stay here r- rather than, you know, m- migrate to a city. You know, I think right. there's like a, even with COVID, there's like an exodus out of the cities now. So I, <laughs> I hope that benefits the area for sure. There's, you know, we've been talking a lot lately about um, general um, vibe, overall vibe that is in Auburn, New York, and whether it's the, from the small city charm that it has to Mm. its big town, you know, amenities, now that you have a Starbucks and like all that stuff, people that choose choose to partake in that sort of thing. Um, I'm curious about Auburn, um, about the lake, you know, about farming. If we could just kind of talk a little bit about if there um, was someone that had, you know, an, an agricultural vision um, from, mm. a startup, from a startup standpoint or, you know, an already existing small business, um, and they were contemplating Finger Lakes, Auburn area, what would you, you know, what would you say to them from, you know, from your mm. standpoint? Yeah, like I think that for for me personally, having having come from, I was in Colorado for quite a while, and the land prices out there were just astronomical, and and also the water resources were scarce. Um, so as a young person wanting to farm, it was pretty challenging, you know, a to be able to afford any land, and then b to get water rights in a place like that was very difficult. Um, and I feel, um, well, one, one interesting fact, I think it's approximately um, uh, 60% of all agricultural land is going to change hands within the next uh, 10 to 15 years. 
So we're facing this time where older farmers are retiring and are unable to manage these large farms anymore. And so it's a huge opportunity for people, young people, people of any age who want to start farming and be engaged in that life to come to a place like upstate New York and actually be able to afford some really prime agricultural land and you know, a farmhouse to boot, <laughs> um, you know, some history and beautiful communities and really be able to afford to start out that life, I think, is one of the, the greatest um, attractors to this area for me. And I would really highly recommend it to anybody, you know, on the market for that um, change. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. that's really, really, um, really interesting. And um, the natural water and, and availability and affordability of all of it. And, and I think yeah. that's, that's definitely not something to, to take for granted and, and important for folks to consider. So, so I love, I love yeah. hearing about that. Well, I, yeah. you know, I just, I just wanted to thank you so much um, for taking a few minutes. Um, I of course have to ask where your favorite place to eat and your favorite watering ah. hole maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, right now my favorite place to eat is home because we haven't been going yeah. out at all and i'm not drinking right now because i'm seven months pregnant so, oh my goodness before, <laughs> before all of this so we love elderberry Con, um which mm. is in between auburn and skinny atlas and it's an organic farm and they have a big red barn and really elegant seating and just they do an incredible job there and have for many many years of growing organic food and um serving like really gourmet meals mm. and um so that's that's our go-to spot if, uh when we can be out and about <laughs> um, that sounds amazing oh well thank you yeah. for sharing that well yeah Aaron, so much for your time tonight and uh thank you seven months pregnant that puts us <laughs> april yeah yeah that's wonderful boy Oh, pre-congrats and um, thank you. <laughs> the summer is an amazing time to have a little one. You're just gonna I be know. chilling outside. That's so wonderful. We've been joking around because I haven't really seen anybody since I got pregnant, so we're just gonna end up on the other side of COVID with this little baby. <laughs> oh, I, Which I is know. Wonderful. Been so nice to talk to talk to some really great folks, and you know, I I, I wish you and Pete the best. Thank you so much. You have a All wonderful right. evening. Thanks you too, Aaron. Take care. Take care. Bye now. Bye. And hey, thank you for listening to the Auburn Possibility. Be sure to check out our other episodes.